Welcome to Understanding the Law Radio, your business success and legal information station. And now, your host, Peter Lamont. Well, hi, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Understanding the Law Radio. I'm your host, Peter Lamont, along with my co-host, Brendan. How are you, Brendan? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Fourth um, of July weekend. Upon us. Yes, believe that's it right. Or not. And uh, a lot of festivities, a lot of things happening this summer. That's right. You know, um, last summer, I think, you know, everybody got kind of uh, hosed, hosed because of, of COVID. So yeah. there were no concerts, no festivals. I saw but, a couple on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's well, not the same. Was though. it the same? No, not at all. Well, this 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 summer's going to be different. There's a ton of summer concerts. There's a ton of summer festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, I myself am going to be going to see jimmy buffett something oh, really? that, oh yeah i've wanted to see jimmy buffett for so long and my wife finally got me tickets i shouldn't say finally she did get me tickets but finally i'm getting to go see him after after years so that's going to be awesome right sounds awesome yeah i'm going to be a parrot head it's going to be great um but there's a ton of festivals that uh, are going to be out there this year and there's a ton that that you know are, are sort of um Every year events and people look forward to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think back to one of the greatest festivals of all time, which is Woodstock. Right. 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 Way, 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 way before your time. Way back. But uh, since then, there's been, what is this, like Lilith Fair and all these other. Coachella. Uh, yeah, yeah. All these different festivals. So there's going to be a lot of activity this summer, which is going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on today's episode, we are going to be talking about a festival. And I'll give you a hint here. As the kids say, this episode is going to be fire. It's going to be lit. That's right. Going to be lit. Yes, yes. So, yeah, this festival that we're going to talk about today is is mind-blowing, fascinating. And there's... Um, <laughs> not in the good way. Not in a good way. And a ton of legal in- information mm-hmm. that's going to come out of this. But this this is just... The story itself that we're going to get to in a second, I just got to build up to this. The story itself is is mind-blowing. And maybe you've seen a little bit about it, um, maybe on Netflix, maybe elsewhere. But but we're going to break it down and, and get into what recently happened um, with this entire situation. So with all that said, we're going to be talking about the Fire Festival. Fire Festival. Sounds, Legendary Fire Fest. Sounds pretty awesome, doesn't it? I mean, the name sounds cool. Well, Fire Fest. It's going to be like uh, Burning Man. Yeah, kind of, right? Yeah. So here's the deal with Firefest. So Firefest was supposed to be the festival to end all festivals. This was supposed to be a um, music event. It was going to be on a private island. It was going to be the top chefs, the best food, the best bands. I think Blink-182 was one of them that was going to be there. Mm-hmm. And and the, the guy that... that founded this right he right. was just promoting the heck out of this the guy's name was billy mcfarlane or is billy mcfarlane and and this was going to be just an unbelievable event like if you miss this you'd regret it right, right. it was life altering that's how they were were promoting this thing so this happened back in april of 2017 this is when the event Firefest was supposed to happen Right. And what was promised in the promo videos and in the marketing materials was that you were going to have the best food, the best music, the best adventure. They went on to say that the boundaries were were the boundaries of the impossible. 
right? It's an experience in a festival, a quest, they say, to push beyond those boundaries. You know, the quest is making enough money to afford it, though. Well, that is the quest. So, well, that, no, but everybody bought into this, right? You have Kendall Jenner was mm-hmm. promoting this on social media. Ja Rule was part of this as well, promoting it on social media. And what they promised is that they promised guests to be flown round trip on a custom VIP configured Boeing 737 aircraft from Miami to Exuma International Airport in, on Great Exuma. And they promised that this was, what did they call this island, like? Fire I, think, I think they called it uh, Fire K. Fire K. Right. And they claimed that Fire K was a private island that everybody was going to be flown to. And let's just say it didn't turn out that way, did it? Well, they did get flown somewhere. Well, anyway. That's true. So, so more on the promotion end of this, though, before we get to right, right, right. Right, what happened. So they also promised Major Laser was going to be one of the acts, Blink-182, as I said, and a, a DJ. Right. And this is a quote. A DJ who specializes in producing 70s and 80s rock remixes for clients that include Middle Eastern and European royalty. Sounds like a cool DJ. Right? That's what the Wall Street Journal put out. That, I'd like him at my party. Right. I mean, if you're going to be the, the, the crown prince of, of Dubai and, and Saudi Arabia and all the, the you know Middle Eastern oil countries, and you've got a DJ, yeah, it's going to be something, something, right? Crazy. Yeah. So... The tickets, of course. I mean, what would you pay for an event of this magnitude that was going to alter the course of your life forever? Man, I don't know. You'd pay I anything, mean, wouldn't you? I, I, I feel I feel like I would, yeah. Well, the ticket price is ranged from $1,595 all the way up to $399,000. Were, were people actually willing to pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to go here? People did pay. People did pay. And you know what? Um, we were talking before the episode about... These, you know what a Disney Magic Band is, right? Yes. So Disney Magic Band is essentially a um, a band that you wear on your wrist that that has a microchip in it that contains all of your information, your credit card, your room key, your fast pass, all that stuff, right? And it's it's your ticket. It's your ticket into the park. It's everything. So you were telling me that Firefest had the equivalent of a Magic Band. Absolutely. They had a, a fire band, unique naming. Uh, it, it, it was promoted as a cashless event, and you're going to be able to buy things with your fire band. And leading up to the event, uh, I think it was like $2 million in in-app purchases were, were bought for the fire bands. So people were ready to go there fully loaded, ready to buy all kinds of stuff. Speaking of fully loaded, they were going to give them all kinds of alcohol, right, mm-hmm. included in the price, lodging. In luxurious little island condos or whatever they were calling them. Right. It was, they, they actually had images of what the sleeping quarters were going to be like. And they were, they were like little bungalows, mm-hmm. super high scale with, with, you know, lights hanging from the ceiling and, you know, a sitting area and beds and televisions. And like, it was, it was luxury. Like you looked at the promo pictures and you were like, Wow. That's crazy. And only only the people that, that could afford it. Like, this was a best-of-the-best best event, right? Mm-hmm. People were scraping together $1,500 for the lower-level admission tickets. Other people were going all-in, spending money on the bands, money on everything, to the tune of, of $399,000, which is mind-blowing. 
Absolutely. But when you're promised an event of this magnitude, right, th- th- this is like, this is it. This is going to be the highlight of your life. That's what these people thought. Totally. And, and so what happened is that as people started to board their luxury airplanes, which were not luxury airplanes, mm-hmm. and they landed on this island, they were then all herded like cattle into, um, I, I saw one video of a vlogger that actually attended. He called it a magic school bus. So tons of people were herded into these school buses, essentially, standing room only. And it was all super hot. Right. No air conditioner. You had right. a guy driving the bus that didn't even look like he had, had uh, eyes. He, he was like, where did they get this guy to drive the bus, right? How, how, what's going on here? Um, and they drove these people. There were over 1,000 uh, is, is what uh, has been reported. Mm-hmm. We don't know the exact number, but... Um, it was in the, the thousands, right, between a 1,000 and, and, and two people that showed up, and more people just kept coming. So the, the first batch of people arrived, and instead of being greeted with these luxury condos or, or housing structures, it was FEMA tents all on top of one another. Like, it looked like there had been a hurricane, a disaster area, mm-hmm. and FEMA had come in and set up these relief tents for people. But you right. know, it was it was it, not the bungalows they promised. There no. was no luxury at all, and there were just mattresses lying around too. Right. Like they didn't finish all the tents. They had tons of mattresses all over the place. People started arriving, and they didn't know what was you know their their tent. There was no uh, there was no specific tents with names on them. It was just tents all over the place. There was no nobody, direction. Right. There was nobody there. Nobody knew whether or not the tent was the $12,000 package or the $1,500 package. Uh, the staff tried to get people into a line. They tried to get on a lineup, tell them their names, and they would give them their tent, but it wouldn't work. Nobody would line up, Well, the right? staff didn't even know who else was on the staff. Right. They didn't have walkie-talkies. Nobody knew anybody. Right. And so eventually they just said it's a free-for-all and people just start going crazy. And, and, and the funny part about it is that, so we're going to get to, because there's a lawsuit, of course, that stems out of this. But in the lawsuit, in the complaint, which we'll talk about in a minute, they have some photos. So this is, this is the funniest photo. There's a picture of a few two-by-fours mm-hmm. built out with a grass hut on top of it. And it says concierge. All it is is a two by four frame, and nobody's in there. There's there's nothing in there. It's like a pen. It's like a pen that you would put goats in, except there's no fencing. It's just an open two by. It's crazy, insane, right? So that was the concierge. Um, there's also photos in the complaint of the the gourmet food, and it is this is crazy. It's a styrofoam container like the type that you'd get from a takeout place, with two pieces of bread, a slice of cheese. And some salad that's seen better days. That was the gourmet, high-end, $399,000 Top Chef package. You know what? It was a social experiment teaching the super rich to give back. Yeah. yeah. That's what it was. Well, ultimately, ultimately, it wasn't the super rich. But ultimately, people did give back in the form of a, of a settlement. And we'll talk about that. But, but this is, I, I'm still so amazed by what these people actually provided when you look at what it is that they promoted. Mm -hmm. So crazy long, long story here about Billy McFarlane. 
Believe it or not, Billy McFarlane ended up pleading guilty to fraud charges and is serving jail time. Um, he admitted that he grossly exaggerated his own finances, the finances that he had for his organization. Um, as a matter of fact, according to NPR, he says, and I quote, I grossly un underestimated the resources that would be necessary to hold an event of this magnitude. In an attempt to raise what I thought were needed funds, I lied to investors about various aspects of, of Fire Media and my personal finances. Those lies included false documents and information. And that's what he told a U.S. district judge uh, as part of his criminal uh, sentencing and, and part of the criminal trial. So Billy McFarland just essentially admitted, well, I made the whole thing up. And prior to this... Could I, just, I just like to add in here. Yeah, a lot of musicians weren't even confirmed to be there. Like I remember, uh, I don't remember exactly who... Uh, Laser, what was his name again? Major Laser. Major Laser, I heard, was never actually confirmed to go. Like, he never said yes to it. Right. And I, so that's a complete lie. I don't even know about Blink-182, but they also promised other bands as well. The only people that I know that had some, um, you know, uh, connection to this was John ja, ja Rule, because mm -hmm. I think there's a video footage of him with Billy McFarlane talking about it, and, and he was all hyped, right? I think Ja Rule was, uh, he was like the co-idea guy with Billy McFarlane. They both kind of came up with the idea. Yeah, and I think he, he ended up, along with Billy McFarlane and Fire Media, being sued. Mm -hmm. um, and then you had Kendall Jenner, who uh, was, was supporting this on social media, right? Mm -hmm. And so you have to wonder, um, did she know what this was? Was she just sucked in by the hype like everybody else? You know, it's it's right. hard to know. Um, she did end up having to settle a lawsuit, and and I think that she paid something to the in the in the neighborhood of ninety thousand dollars for an Instagram post that she had put up promoting the event. Mm -hmm. So it sounds to me like um, I don't know ninety thousand dollars is a lot of money. Right. So the question becomes, did she know or, or, or you know, should she have known that this wasn't what it was? I have a feeling it was probably more in, in the way of negligence. But a lot of these social influencers, a lot of models and, and others were promoting this because prior to this entire fraud um, unraveling, people thought that, that this guy, Billy McFarlane, was... Amazing. They thought that he was an amazing businessman, an amazing salesperson. Um, he just really, really, I think, um, mm -hmm. tricked. There's no other way of saying it. Tricked a ton of people. Well, so. I have here an article about um, artists who talk about the red flags they saw and leading up to the event. And now just, just so you're aware, all the artists left. None of them actually went. None of them. They all stopped. They all said, never mind, not doing this. This sounds terrible. And nobody was there except for a local a group of musicians who played on the stage for an hour. Yeah. Uh, they said things like uh, they wouldn't pay for their flights to go for a press event. Huge red flag. They. Uh, These are the musicians you're talking yes, about. Yes. Yes. And they said that there was clearly a lack of amenities that they started to realize over time. Uh, and they Blink-182 said, after much careful and difficult consideration... 
we want to let you know that we won't be performing at Firefest. We're not confident that we would have what we need to give you the quality of performances we always give our fans. So people so, started to sniff this out right. and say something's not right. Because when, when you're a band or a musician, mm-hmm. I mean, some are more prima donnas than others, but right. they, they need certain things, right? Yeah. And so I guess when they were asking for things, kind of like in, um, you know that movie Elf? Yes, I know Where, that. Um, oh, what's his name? Peter Dinklage, the character that he plays. Mm-hmm. Can't remember the guy's name, but he's the ghost writer, the famous ghost writer. Yes, oh, oh. And he's oh, like, Miles Finch. Yeah, yeah, Miles, Miles Finch. Finch. I want a car, and then he gives the exact temperature, and yes. he wants water at a certain temperature. You know, so maybe these people weren't that bad, but you know that artists do want yeah, certain they, things. Yeah, and they were not given anything. So just yeah. to finish the story of what actually happened at Firefest, after the guests had got there, it became a free-for-all to get mattresses and bedding, uh, it, it rained on all these uncovered mattresses. <laughs> people were running around with mattresses over their heads. It was yeah, they very were funny. Stealing people, they were stealing. First of all, nobody's luggage. They couldn't find the luggage. Yeah, people were running into the FEMA huts, stealing other people's belongings. There were a lot of lockers. Uh, guests were not in wait, the know beforehand. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Well, what, the just, lockers. Just wait. There's a, yeah. Okay. There's a picture of this. There's. It's like a little. It's like a locker they stole your, from a 1970s <laughs> gym. Your they, high school probably had better lockers. Yes. Yes. And they threw it in the middle of a beach. And what... It, they didn't give locks, though. Like, you know, the guests didn't have locks. They they had to provide them themselves, and they no, didn't know. But just picture this in your head. It's very funny. Picture it's, it's a single... A beach. Square. Yes. Yes. With a standalone locker. Yes. And nothing else around it. Yes. I mean, it's it's the insanity of this. It's mind-blowing. You've got to look beach, at this. Yes. I, it's it's very funny, but speaking of beaches, the nearest beach had a shark problem. I didn't know that. Yes, it was all kinds of messed up. Literally everything that could go wrong did. The guests were super upset. They were beginning to complain. Uh, the few Firefest staff who managed to get themselves together started handing out free bottles of tequila, which the guests were all drinking. That made things worse. One man. Oh, that didn't make one it better? Man, no, it did not make things better. One guy who was clearly under the influence had his shirt off and was dancing around saying, come on, we came here to party. Let's have fun. But aside from him, no one was having fun. It was horrendous. There was all kinds of complaining. Most people, I remember there's video of them in the bus and they're like, turn the bus around, turn the bus around. They knew before they even got there, it was yeah, awful. As soon as they pulled up and they saw what, what they were mm-hmm. going to be faced with, right. people tried to turn around and then people went back to the airport to try to get a flight. Remember, well, this was round trip VIP. Yes. I believe the government had to end up like shutting the whole thing down, saying, we're done, no more of this, this is horrible. So all the guests were brought into, I believe it was like an airport building, a single room or some kind of like guest services kind of thing. And the security used a chain padlock and locked them all in. There was no air conditioning. It was sweltering heat. They were all there. And one girl had to pass out before they undid the chains. So that was her plan. Hey, guys, I'm going to pass out. Lock you. Yes. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> then and we'll then get they're going to let here. the door open. <laughs> Their plan was lock them all in here and wait until they just cook. It was It was crazy. They eventually got all on airplanes, got back home. Horrible event. It was joked about in the media, in the news. However, good thing for the guests, they were promised refunds or they could get tickets 
to the next year's Fire Fest. Oh, if I it know happens. what I would have elected. Absolutely, Fire Fest. Yeah, totally, you know, 2018. 2018. We're gonna go and party. Yeah, it's gonna be even better than 17. You know what? It's an amazing event that reminds you how how good you have it. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what happened. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, people who had spent thousands and thousands, some a hundred thousand or more dollars to get to this amazing event only to be met with utter disaster, ended up contacting lawyers Mm -hmm. and some of them filed individual lawsuits, but there was a class action lawsuit that was filed in uh, California, in the United States District Court, Central District of California. And class action, just just so we're on the same page, a class action has to have uh, a number of elements to make it a class action. A lot of people are under the misconception that, hey, just because um, a lot of people bought something or were duped by something that it constitutes a class action, it does not. There are elements of a class action that has to be met. Things like commonality, everybody has to have essentially the same damages or the same types of damages. So it's not as simple as one would think. But We'll talk about class actions in another episode, but in this particular class action, here's what they alleged. All right, this is great. This is directly from the complaint. It said that the defendants promoted their fire festival as a posh island-based music festival featuring first-class culinary experiences and a luxury atmosphere. Instead, festival goers were lured into what various media outlets have since labeled a complete disaster mass chaos, and this is the best one, a post-apocalyptic nightmare. They say that the festival's lack of adequate food, water, shelter, and medical care created a dangerous and panicked situation among attendees, suddenly finding themselves stranded on a remote island without basic provisions that was closer to the Hunger Games or Lord of the Flies than Coachella. Festival goers survived on bare rations, little more than bread and a slice of cheese, and tried to escape the elements in the only shelter provided by the defendants, small clusters of FEMA tents exposed on a sandbar that were soaked and battered by wind and rain. Mm -hmm. Crazy. Insane. The whole thing is absolutely nuts. So the lawsuit alleges, um, you know, as far as causes of action go, that the, you know, Billy... um, and and his his group of of fate, faithful um, promoters began promoting this fire festival in 2016, which again was supposed to be on August 28th, uh, 2017 was going to last all weekend. Called it the cultural experience of the decade. Um, Blink 182 again, Migos, Ray Sremond, Major Lazer. Um, they also they also offered more than. A million dollars in jewelry, cash, and other products up for grabs in a treasure hunt available to attendees, all taking place on their private island. Mm -hmm. A treasure hunt. Sounds amazing. Wait, the private island. Did that end up being an Easter egg hunt? Yeah. The private island in the Bahamas was once owned by drug kingpin Pablo Escobar. Amazing, amazing. Did he bury the jewelry there? Uh, well, they must have. They <laughs> must have had suspicion that there was something there. Maybe, maybe Pablo Escobar had hidden drugs, and so maybe, maybe the, the whole plan was let's bring all these people here to dig up the island. There you go. Right? 
Find the hidden treasure. Find the drugs. Who the heck knows? Well, it wasn't a private island. It wasn't, it wasn't owned by Pablo Escobar. <laughs> it, was it was some residential area with a beachy feel to it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I saw a video where across the street from where these people were are these little houses. Yeah. It was it, absolutely It insane. was getting people out into the middle of nowhere and convincing right. them they were having fun, although they failed at that second part. They got them to the middle of nowhere, but they weren't convinced they were having no, no. fun. Except that one guy. Yeah, the one guy. The one yeah. guy the, 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 He had too much tequila guy. Yes, him. that yeah. one. So here's what they allege in the complaint. They allege fraud, and which is intentional misrepresentation. Mm-hmm. And basically, they said um, that they misrepresented, one, that the event would take place on a private island, two, that the island was previously owned by infamous drug lord Pablo Escobar. Is that a, a, a draw, by the way? Would you be like, hey, this is a drug kingpin island? I want to go here? Would that be a no, promotion that wouldn't be something point that for made you? me want to go. No I, don't, no, I don't think I'd be excited about that either. I think maybe they're trying to get people to think like, oh, he was rich, so it's luxurious. And also, maybe he did hide drugs here, and I'll find them. During you know? the treasure hunt. During the treasure hunt. Right, exactly. So It all ties into itself. Maybe. All right, so number three, all food would be provided, including five-star cuisine. Four, the living quarters would be fully furnished. Five guests would take private jets from Miami to the festival. And six, the event would be attended by celebrities and top-level musical talent. All misrepresentations. So they allege fraud on the basis of um, what was represented to them. They also have a second count for fraud, negligent misrepresentation. Again, alleging the same things that they had, had said um, the only difference here is that one of them was intentional, right? Mm-hmm. Fraud being intentional misrepresentation. They knew that they didn't have any of these things, and they said it anyway and promoted it as such. And the second cause of action is negligent, kind of like uh, to to just cover it all, right? Mm-hmm. In case it was determined that it wasn't done intentionally, but it was done um, negligently. So that's what that second cause of action covers. The third is breach of contract. And uh, the fourth is breach of implied covenant of good faith and fair dealing. Now, in uh, the legal sense, this is a pretty short complaint, pretty straightforward, but it 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 made the difference. It got the point across because in April of this year, there was a settlement out of this lawsuit where the ticket holders, or at least hundreds of them, people that um, once the class was certified, said, hey, I'm a class member, are, are looking at receiving somewhere around $7,000 each person. And the total settlement is somewhere around $2 million. Okay. Now, of course, b- believe it or not, the festival and the company mm-hmm. is uh, in bankruptcy proceedings. I saw you could buy the, um, uh, what's it called? What's the web website thing called? The domain uh, name. Domain you can name. buy firefest.com at who, the moment. Who wouldn't? It was once owned by I know. Drug pa- Kingpin. Pablo Escobar. Pablo. <laughs> right. They have that on the page. Would you like to buy firefest.com, once owned by drug kingpin Pablo Escobar? And, uh, and fraudster Billy McFarlane. Yes, that's right. So, I mean. Well, you know, a lot of people, I just want to add in, a lot of people seemed to ridicule the guests that actually tried to go there. Uh for being rich, snobby people who, you know, wasted their money on such a stupid idea. But in reality, it's not like that. Like, that's all due to crazy articles and headlines that said that it was around $12,000 per ticket. Not true. As it turns out, here's the thing. 
The tickets started at $1,200, $1,200, and many were able to get them at lower prices, around $500. Think about that, $500 for two weeks in the Bahamas, everything paid for. You know, you get five-star cuisine, you get to experience the cultural revolution of a lifetime, you get to go on a treasure hunt. Of course, I'd, I'd pay $500 for that. That sounds awesome. But, you know, when it ended up, turning out as it did people seem to attack them you know make fun of the guests well yeah i think that some of the guests well i don't know i mean I if mean, you paid three hundred thousand dollars but i would have paid five hundred dollars for two weeks all expense paid in i Bahamas. i have less of a problem with the guests who attend because i really kind of feel like they were victimized by this mm -hmm. i really think that the fault and that's ultimately what uh, the lawsuit uh, proved or established that the fault is with the promoters, the creators, the owners. Right. I mean, look, it does. It sounds too good to be true. But when you have someone like Kendall Jenner promoting it on her Instagram page, I, I think that's why she ultimately settled for that $90,000 because she is such a social influencer that when people see someone like Kendall Jenner promoting it, of who, course, who, who wouldn't would want think? To, yeah. Who would think that Kendall Jenner didn't, you know, fact check and make sure that what she was promoting is is accurate speaking of which yes we've done an episode on that exact thing you should go check that out and that was very funny that's like right with the booty shake but hold on because the the guy from the kardashians they're just all terrible with advertising on social media <laughs> that's what i think we've discovered there was through understanding uh, the law radio what was the guy's name oh Oh, I, I can't. Don't, I don't remember. He name. was married to one of the Kardashians. Yes, he's on the show all the time. Mm -hmm. um, he there, there was a, a video uh, of him promoting. It was it was booty shake. Booty shake. It yes. was like a protein and and health. We're not being vulgar. It was boo t e a shake. It was like a tea shake protein right. thing. And uh, he, he he did this this um, announcement or or ad that he loved it it was the only thing that he ever used yeah and it turns out that the guys never used it they just handed him the, the booty instagram shake. post said this and, and what i'm about to say this is what it said because it because it came it was an accident he was, was emailed he, to him what right, to write and, and he it, accidentally posted this on his instagram it said please uh please write this on instagram colon i love booty shake i use it every day yeah. yeah, and it was like, oh my god, how could one be so? All you have to do is look at it for five seconds to realize. Yeah, well, unfortunately, he ah. actually wrote, "Please write this on Instagram." He did. <laughs> so, you know, long story short is that you can't always believe what social influencers are trying to push, but right. unfortunately, because they have so much clout, um, people. That's why. <laughs> that's, that's, that's stupid. It's not clout. Yeah, yes, yeah, that's it's like a. It's clout. You know what? That's a it's very new clout. age. Okay. What are you I telling me? I'm that, not new age. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But you know, I, I don't even like to say that word. Well, it's I very said hip. it. I, right, you know, I'm like, super oh, hip. I'm a, I'm a cool. Whatever. I'm going to say it again. They have so much social clout <laughs> that people buy what they're selling, and you know, I, that's why I don't. I don't blame the people that went to this island. Right. I just. It's not their fault. Listen, if I somebody think... has three hundred ninety nine thousand dollars <laughs> to go to this event and they want to spend it, you know, God bless them. Sure. But. The, the real fault lies with these promoters. Right, right. A horrible, horrible event, horrible ordeal. As a matter of fact, the complaint, uh, the complaint's fascinating, by the way. The complaint also says, we were talking about the wristbands earlier. Uh, it says, unfortunately, festival goers were unable to escape 
the unfolding disaster because of their reliance upon defendants for transportation and because defendants promoted the festival as a cashless event. Defendants instructed attendees to upload funds to a wristband for use at the festival rather than bringing any cash. And Mm -hmm. as such, the attendees were unable to purchase basic transportation on local taxis or buses, which only accept cash. As a result, defendants roadblocks to escape. At least one attendee suffered a medical emergency and lost consciousness after being locked inside a nearby building with other concert goers waiting to be airlifted from the island. Mm-hmm. Insane. Crazy. Crazy. So after after this event. Yeah, there's more to this. It just keeps going. It's yeah. like a snowball Anybody, rolling down a massive hill. Right. Anything that was related to Firefest is on Fire. fire, yes, and Ends not in a good up way. In flames, yeah, yep. So, after the event, what happens after any sort of ne- negative event? 9 11, a mass murderer, a terrorist attack. Those are those should not be compared to fire fest. No, 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 those no, are a little what bit happens, worse. What happens after every event? You know, a, a woman, yes, yes, I was just going to get into Lorena Bobbitt, but you cut me off before, so we're just going to stop. I figured there. it out, you so, solved the puzzle, right. Documentaries. Documentaries. After every event, there is always a documentary. After anything worth talking about, there's a after after anything, there's a documentary. It doesn't even have to be worth right. talking about. Right. And you know, in my mind, the king of documentaries right now is Netflix. Oh, I was gonna say HBO. Well, them too. Class but, Action Park, well, which we've spoken about. Yeah, that was good. But Netflix had a ton. I mean, I can't remember. Like Netflix, That's I watched true, yeah, the yeah, one yeah. with the UFO guy. Um, Bob uh, Lazar. Yes. Right. They, didn't they do one on Pablo Escobar? They probably did. <laughs> I I bet you they they did not mention his private island in no. the Bahamas. Fire K. Right. They didn't mention that. Well, Netflix has a couple documentaries. Now I don't know if they were they Netflix productions. No. Right. I believe they were. I'm not. I'm not actually sure that fact. Um. Well, did Netflix? Net Netflix is the one that got sued. Right. Right, Netflix was right. sued. So here's what happened. So, and this is fishy. I don't, I don't fully understand what happened here. And I don't know that we ever will. But the promotion company, or one of the promotions companies that was promoting the event, Jerry Media, Jerry Media decided that they were going to find another way. And at one point, I think Jerry Media was sued. I don't know if it, in the class action um, they were because. Now, in the class action, it was Billy McFarland, uh, Ja Rule, Jeffrey Atkins is his uh, real mm-hmm. name, and mm-hmm. then Fire Media Inc. But anyway, the promotions company that you just mentioned. Just just to add in, Jerry Media co-produced the documentary with Netflix. Okay. So All right. So then that, that, that gets to the bottom of that. Well, what they did is since they were part of the production team and, and marketing team, mm-hmm. they had access to footage behind the scenes, and they were able to scour social media and pull other people's footage from their social media channels. Right. By the way, like if you go on YouTube or Instagram and you type in Fire Festival, you're going to find a ton of videos. So this documentary company decided, hey, looks like Fire Festival was a flop. Mm-hmm. Let's let's try to find another way to profit from this. So they go into this documentary realm and... Ultimately, they they do the right thing. They ask people, hey, you have video of this event. Can we use it in our documentary? And what happens? Well, 
one person they didn't ask. They just used the footage. And another person they said, can we use it? He said, no. No. And then they used it. Right. So so as as smart as they were to ask. Yeah. They didn't know what to do if he said they, no. They were under the impression that no might have meant, sure, use it. It's okay. They were confused by right. that. So didn't they didn't it. they didn't have a full understanding of what no meant. Mm-hmm. And they used the footage and ultimately they got sued, including Netflix, because as you just said, they were co-producing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they had to settle. So anybody associated with Fire Festival, you are, if, if they haven't caught up to you yet, they just will. wait because somebody's going to sue you for something. Right. Absolute insanity. Crazy. So needless to say, those people that opted for tickets to Fire Festival 2018, I assume. They're uh, out of luck. They're out of luck. Although I am starting my own festival water festival it's going to be fantastic in the middle of the atlantic ocean (laughs) on a glacier it's going to be crazy i've currently have um kendall jenner she said she'll come oh yeah oh Uh, yeah 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 Uh, how about the rock how about the The rock Rock. you get the rock Rock johnson it's gonna be amazing it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be it's gonna be i just need 50 million dollars not there yet but you know close enough we'll start funding that we'll just start talking to the investors right right they'll be in Let's I'm, just tell them. Let's I'm not. Just tell I'm not them. coming to your festival. You know what? Let's just tell them that the president of the United States and Russia will be there, and John Cena, and John Cena, most important, Vladimir Putin, right, is going to wrestle John Cena at your festival event, isn't he? It's going to be amazing. He'll be Putin on his party hat when he comes to Waterfest. Yeah, that's right. And then when he gets in the ring with John Cena, he just won't be able to see him. It's going to be amazing. Crazy. I'm not coming to your festival. No, neither am I. I don't think it's a good idea for you to neither move forward Neither is Kendall with that. Jenner. Really? Yeah. There's actually a funny video um, of paparazzi where they're they're taking pictures of Kendall Jenner long after the event, you know, because she just deserves to get her picture taken everywhere she goes. And as they're taking the picture, she walks into a building and they go, how was Fire Festival? And she goes, I don't know. I didn't go. And they all laughed. See, that's sad. Yeah. That is really, really sad when celebrities promote things that they don't know about or believe in. Celebrities are idolized these days to an insane degree. And, you know, a lot of it's children, a lot of it's people that just don't know. You know the Eminem song, speaking of Eminem, Stan? Yeah. It's yeah, about yeah. a guy named Stan who yeah. writes to Eminem constantly. He's his biggest fan, and he ends up going nuts and killing his girlfriend and stuff. But the point is, don't be – the point of the song is – don't be so addicted to celebrities that you end up, you know, wasting your own life and, and right. getting rid of your sense of individuality. Right. And people took that song and now they call themselves stands. They're like, oh, I'm a this stan or a, a that stan. You know, the K-pop uh, group BTS. Yeah. Tons of BTS stands where they actively claim to be just like that guy from the Eminem song. And, and I mean, just, that's where the word came that's from. That's right. Just like Afghanis. Who? Afghanistan. Oh, okay. yeah, you're, that's no funny. Anyway, yeah, people people go to insane degrees. They'll buy anything a celebrity sells them. They'll right, and half know, the time these celebrities don't, don't even know what it. they're talking you about. Know, I know this is off topic of fire uh, fire festival, but mm-hmm. I we talked about this on one of the marketing uh, podcasts that we did. One of the episodes, I am am I can't stand it when you see the Instagram picture of Sylvester Stallone 
standing like this with a t-shirt in front right, of him right? right and it's like oh rocky yes. you know rocky seven rocky loves the shirt right right and and it's like oh look look at sylvester stallone and and yeah. they're photoshopped images totally. of celebrities but people know that if a celebrity promotes it someone's gonna buy, gotta it. buy it right and i can't i, I can't stand that you know that's well, why you know, there's not too many sylvester stallone stands these days so true. Well, sadly Although I did see uh, over the pandemic, I did see him trying to uh, sell a Rambo knife on YouTube. Did you see that video? Oh, I think we talked about that. that. Yeah, that's funny. funny. But the the point here is that it, it's it it look Fire Festival was a nightmare and it right. resulted in a lawsuit. So here's right. the takeaway from that: if you're going to try to promote or create something, make sure that you actually do it. Mm-hmm. Don't make promises that you can't keep. Don't get yourself into a situation where you are either forced to now lie to people or you just intended to lie to them in the first place you know i've seen this happen a lot again side note but i've seen this happen a lot with people who are doing nonprofit fundraisers and there's there's a level of corruption in some of them where the people will have these fundraisers and they know it's nonprofit, right so the way it works is that a nonprofit entity is allowed to pay for all of their expenses, mm-hmm. and then they say all the proceeds, all the profits will go to this charity. So what if they spend a million dollars on a venue and an event and all this stuff, and then they have to pay for themselves because they're the ones that orchestrate, or, you know, organized it, and they're entitled to a salary. Mm-hmm. And so the, the profits after, you know, let's say they make $4 million, the profits are 10000 Well, that's what goes to charity because they take care of paying everything else first so it's similar you know in 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 a sense to what some of these celebrities are doing not that they're committing fraud but they're getting paid to promote a product and they don't even know what it is Mm -hmm. that they're promoting so when you can find a celebrity that says listen i only promote what i use i stand by what i promote you gotta have respect for that you know somebody that's just selling out and saying yeah yeah i use you know, I use diaper cream, you know, and, and, and every day. Me, yeah. Meanwhile, you know, it, it's, I use Huggies extra soft diapers. Right. And they're 35. Right. You know, um, that kind of stuff. It's just it's disingenuous. It's misleading. And ultimately, that's what got Kendall Jenner in trouble. Mm-hmm. So but takeaway from this is uh, there's a lot to learn from from Firefest. And, and, and in all seriousness, there is a lot to learn because. You can be sued, and in some instances, your your fraud can be criminal, mm-hmm. and then you end up in jail, like Billy McFarlane. Right, he will not be attending any uh, future Firefest. That's for sure. No, he will not. So, from from a consumer standpoint, I mean, you can't really fault the people that went. They didn't know. They didn't know. They were completely misled, and so I don't blame them. I blame. Billy McFarlane. Mm-hmm. So, well, it, my advice to you, A, don't have your uh, Atlantic Ocean Festival this year. All right. Waterfest is canceled. No refunds. <sighs> okay. And B, just be careful where you go this summer. Yeah, just don't right. know what festival you're going to get yourself intertwined with. That's right. You know, if you see something that looks good to be true, too good to be true, guess what? It is. It's probably too good to Always be true. Always is. Yeah. All right, well, that's going to do it for this episode of Understanding the Law Radio. Thanks for joining us. Hope you enjoyed it. 
Uh, if you haven't subscribed already, make sure you do so and make sure that you tell your friends and family about the show so that they can subscribe too. And if you have a second, just leave a, a comment. Let us know what you think about the podcast and the episode. All right. See you next time. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Understanding the Law Radio. Make sure you follow Peter on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and stay tuned for future episodes.